you better bring us in with that. No, no, it's you. But you, you better bring us in with that yo, yo, yo. All right. That, no, that's I'm not bringing, not bringing us in with a yo, yo, yo. Not making yo, yo, a comeback. Yo, yo, yo. No chance. That is All the right. best thing ever. Right, let's <laughs> let's go, let's get it. Welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. You are joined by none other than the two most important addicts on our crew. It's Frank and how are you doing here today, Charlene? I'm great. It is the two most important, actually. So two, uh, two nine to fives. The only nine to fives in the in the in the group. We're yeah, the only exactly. ones with an actual job. I know. We don't go to college. We don't do this. We don't do this college stuff. We don't do this. Um, what does Joel even do? He's I don't know. I think he just punts and I don't know. Gets upset about life and cries about the football. That's a bad thing. And then he watches films. Apparently, that's a new yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, he was so like, everyone, everyone listening at home. Film. Yeah, Joel couldn't make it because he was watching a film. Um, he was told um, three days ago, was it three days ago or, or two days ago when we were doing this pod? And then Andrew yelled at all of us because we need to get more pods out, which we are going to. And um, he's decided it, films are more important. That's yeah, no. that's. Just, we know where his priorities are. Exactly. He tells us he's going to do a solo pod for you guys. That ought to be good. Um, that that should be fun. Going to go. He'll probably like talk for 40 minutes and then forgot that he hasn't hit record or something like that. It'll be awesome regardless. Whether it's it happens so or not, it'll be good. I think you'll I have to just go. watch. I just want to watch him try set it up. Exactly. Like yeah, that's him good content. Oh, that would be <laughs> that would be the main thing. You just see this this. 45-year-old man in a in a 23-year-old man's body trying to record something on his laptop. <laughs> what, what, what is this? Uh, my name's no All right. Well, what I want to get into on this show here is we want to plant our flags on players that we think are going to either, you know, be real catalysts for, you, for our listeners and ourselves to win fantasy championships as well as guys we think are going to dramatically um, outproduce their ADP. are going to be great values in drafts. We're right in the thick of draft season. I know I've got to organize our draft date for our redraft league and a couple other leagues I'm in as well. So we're really in the thick of it now. It's time to get these out, time to plan our flag. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. I don't think I'm going to be wrong, but uh, I want to put this on the record for all the listeners to hear. Um, I don't really see much point in going through all the news and notes. We've, you know, it's training camp. There's players that are getting injured. There's players that are, you know, in the best shape of their lives. It's the standard sort of stuff. Um, obviously, want to make sure as many players are healthy at the start of the season. We don't want to see players missing time. But uh, if you guys want to catch up on all that sort of stuff, there's plenty of resources out there. Sleeper, um, obviously Fantasy Pros as well. I don't want to bore you guys with that. I want to get straight into the fantasy content. Are you ready to go, Sha? I'm ready to go. I wanted to try and name this. I wanted. I came up with a bunch of names. I didn't know which one to go with, but I really like the, uh, the the fantasy, the the F FB addicts all in 
players, but not with an E R S, with an A S. Players. Players. A big time with a Z. Right? Yeah, players. All right. Okay. Like this is who we want our name to be to be uh, mentioned with uh, for and with like the fantasy community, and um, who we think is gonna. You know, show our knowledge, I guess, in in regards to fantasy and and who we back up, putting our reputation on the line. All right. Yeah. Even exactly. though we got, even we got a small reputation to begin with, but we're pulling it all on there. We're pulling putting five dollars in on the on the poker table. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you got to start somewhere, and we want to start it off on a good note. I don't want to be. You know, I know I've been on the receiving end of some bad advice. And, you know, I was the guy who took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the first round when he was a rookie. Gee, I hate that guy. And I stopped listening to him. So we better be right. I'm going to lose some listeners here because I know I do the same thing. (laughs) There's no loyalty loyalty in the fantasy football game. It's about dubs and dubs only. You only remember the the losses. You don't really remember the wins. Exactly. Exactly. You only remember remember the wins. You just go, yeah, I won. Like no no one really remembers that Andy just won the uh the Dynasty League championship, but everyone remembers when he was in the finals and he lost by what was a point was it one point four or oh, something? No, it was like point one or something. It was something. Yeah, it was like oh, it wasn't even one point and he lost in to get to get into the grand final. And if he got into the grand final he would have won. So everyone remembers that, but no one really cares that he won. Yeah, I might have to post the uh, photos and videos for that on the Instagram when I beat him in uh, fantasy this year, just to really uh, rub salt in the wounds. Um, do you want me to start us off with my first, my quarterback, or do you want to get us started, Charlene? Yeah, you go. You're the you're the host. You're the man. You're the king. All right, I'm get it going. Would you hear that, guys? All righty, I'm going to start us off, and this should come as no surprise to any of our listeners, any of my friends. Um, you know, anyone that's been around me, not even people that like fantasy football, like football in general, I just like to mention it in passing. I'll be at work and I'm like, man, have you seen that quarterback in Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts? <laughs> he is a dog. I'm so He's excited to see what Jalen Hurts can do this year. Um, obviously, we've all heard the headlines. We've all seen AJ Brown and, Jay- and Jalen Hurts. They're best buds. Their kids go to school together. They're hanging out. They've got a connection. There is no way Jalen Hurts doesn't throw for more than the 16 touchdowns he threw for last year. It's possible his rushing touchdowns aren't going to be double digits, but he's going to be a menace on the ground. He's going to be throwing the ball to his elite targets in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard is a top-tier tight end. He's not, you know, your top five tight end, but he's definitely top 10. He's going to be awesome. One of the best offensive lines in football as well. And the running game was awesome last year and you expect it to be good again when they mix in whoever it is. It doesn't matter who's in that backfield. They always seem to produce. And you know why they produce Charlene? It's because they're scared of Jalen Hurts. He's the man. He's going to put up a bunch of fantasy points. He finished as the quarterback nine in uh, fantasy last year. He played 15 games, so he did miss a couple games. He was essentially the quarterback six in points per game last year. He's currently going off the board as the QB seven. So you're getting... So you're paying the price of what Jalen Hurts gave you last year. And he's going to be healthy. And they just added AJ Brown. Like I'm no like I'm not a I'm not good at math, Charlene. You're better than me at maths, maybe. But uh does that, that doesn't add up not. to me. Does that add up? <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, two plus two oh, equals four, Charlene. It does. It does. It does. 
So Jalen Hurts plus rushing touchdowns plus AJ Brown equals top five quarterback, league winning upside. Give me all the Jalen Hurts I can possibly get in fantasy drafts. All right. Now, Charlene, who's your all in quarterback that you're, you want to attach your name to? This ought to be good. Yep. So I was really hoping um, I'd balance out here. You know, um, Frank would go with Jalen Hurts. I knew 100% that's that's his man. Um, and then Joel would be here to kind of give us maybe another top 10 quarterback or a big name. Uh, but I'm going to go with someone who's uh, mostly going to be um, for your Superflex, you know, two quarterback leagues. Um, this guy I've I just recently traded for in our dynasty league, so I am a little bit biased, but it's not a big, a giant like he's going to be the number one. He's going to win everyone championships and everything. But I think uh, everyone's going to be a little bit surprised. Um, but I'm going with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is my all-in player for fantasy football this year. Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, This is probably the most stacked offense he's been in. Um, Like I know he was with Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin back in Tampa, but he didn't have the, he didn't have, the three kind of – he's got three wide receivers this time. Alave looks awesome. Um, I know that uh, um, his one of his wide receivers that's going to be a predominant piece in the offense is he's just got a hamstring injury and he's coming back from a five-year angle. angle five angle. years. Mikey T, don't worry about that hamstring. He'll be all right. It's, it's, been a really long time since we've seen him on the field. Hopefully, we'll see him in the preseason. At least both of them, they they haven't played yet. And then he's got a you know he's got a top five running back in the league and and Alvin Kamara. And then they added Jarvis Landry. Um, I think that a lot of a lot of the games are going to be down. I think they have to pass a lot. I think he's going to be not only he's going to be a great. Uh, QB two and uh, two quarterback leagues, but I think he'll be a great um, free agent. You know, waiver wire. You know, you got to pick uh, as a weekly starter if you go with you know the the good old uh, not don't, don't draft a quarterback in your one quarterback leagues. Like to start a season from week one to seven, um, five of those games he's got Atlanta, Carolina, Minnesota, Seattle, and Arizona. There's a great matchups to start to start him off. Um, and then after the buy on week four, uh, week four, week 14, um, he's got Atlanta and Cleveland. Uh, he finishes, uh, finishes his um, uh, championship week against Tampa. Uh, but I think that, you know, some, somewhere along the way, your quarterback, maybe you draft Josh Allen, he goes down. I'm not saying he will, but you know, and you got to pick up Jameis Winston. I don't think it's going to be a bad pick at all. I think he's going to be a very serviceable QB. I'm not sitting here saying he's going to average 30 points a game, but I think he has the capability to be able to do that uh, because of the weapons that he has and because of, um, you know, the, the type of coaching that's going to be around him. I think it's going to be his first kind of, good year or solid year with um in terms of you know touchdown or uh interception ratio uh I, I, it's all wheels up for Jameis winston i'm really excited to see what he does um i don't think he's you know the the best thing uh, you've ever seen in the league but um he's he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people i just want to name a few names going around him and and uh in terms of quarterbacks 
in drafts in um, two quarterback leagues. It's Mac Jones, Jared Goff, and Ryan Tannehill. Um, uh, those guys just don't, you know, excite me. I don't think they have the upside that he does. Their offenses won't be um, kind of down in games where they have to throw to try and get get uh, them back in, in games. I think, I think James is going to be an amazing garbage time quarterback, you know, Blake Bortles-esque. I can definitely see that happening. And I, I just don't, you know, taking those guys over him or even like having those as your options, you know, for waiver wire, um, week-to-week um, matchups. I think that like those guys, he definitely take him ahead of those guys. And then the the kind of wide receivers and and tight ends or other positions that are going around him is like Hunter Henry, Kenny G, and McCole Hardman. Like, that's just gross. Like, don't, what are you doing? Like, two quarterback lead, that's huge. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, he's just not going to – he's not going to upset you. I don't think he's going to be um, – He's going to be amazing. He's not going to be a top 10 quarterback, but he's getting drafted as a QB 20. I can 100% seeing him cracking uh, top 15 at least. Um, but I, I definitely think he's going to be in the teens. I'll take anyone's bet on that. Definitely think he's going to be higher than QB 20. Um, it, like even Tua's getting drafted over him. Why Why are people drafting Tua over him? That's so gross. I don't care who he has. He could have freaking Calvin Johnson. I just still don't want him. Um, so yeah, give me Jameis. That's my all-in guy. That's my QB. All right, give me, give me some Jameis. I just want to uh, put you on blast here. So if you're in on Jameis. Does that mean by extension you're in on Mike Thomas? Yes or no? Am I in on Mike Thomas? Yeah, well, I think you got to be. Not, if you're in on Jameis, you got to be in on Mike Thomas, don't you? I, I think just want to that hear you he, say it. Um, I think that he's going to be solid. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll take it. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take it. No, it's fine. Don't you don't need to. You don't need to put a caveat on it. You just said you think Mike Tom's gonna be solid. That's all I want to hear. He's still he's still washed. He's We've seen washed. a lot of washed players be um be good. So yeah, well, we saw that from Odell about five years ago. But you know, okay. I won't hear me tell him. Right, not, not Odell. Um, Super Bowl MVP, Rob Super Bowl MVP. Didn't he, he have the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? Didn't he win the Super Bowl? I think he did. Yeah, he's also got less knees than the people in the Paralympics. That's all right. He's all right. I was talking <laughs> about um, Odell today. Actually, I miss him. Uh, someone asked me, um, by the way, everyone at home, just a really quick one. I just got a new mic. It's a road mic. Shout out um, to the road mics out there. Um, and I was at JB. I was buying a I was buying a mic and I got Madden as well, the new Madden. And um yeah, and the guy was talking to me about like who's your favorite team. And I'm a bit of a coward. I don't really have a favorite team. I I, I normally just follow Odell and he's kinda of not on a team at the moment. So I, I was kinda of put on, he's the, on spot. the street. No one wants him. <laughs> I was kinda of put on the spot and I didn't want to like sit there and be like, Oh, I don't have a team because like Odell doesn't have a team. So I was just like, Oh, I don't know. And then I was just like, think about it. it. Made me sad. He'll be back though. He'll probably be on the Bills and win another Super Bowl. He's eighty-eight rated on Madden. It's disgusting. He's a what? Eighty-eight rated on Madden. He should be at eighty-five. Eighty-five. He's on the street. Yeah. He's on the Doesn't street. Matter. He's on the street for a reason. It's because he's not going to come back to the playoffs. But if he was that good, he wouldn't be on the street. He'd just be on a roster on IR. He, he's. It's also you don't know who who's offering him and who he's declining. 
Louis Dekon. I mean, if I'm Odell, I'd be taking no, any. You think team. no team wants Odell on their team? Uh, not no team, but like, there's a reason why he's on the street. Yeah, it's because they're not going to pick him up till like halfway through the year. All right, let's why see. Why are we but, talking about Odell? Yeah, because Charlene's a loser. Joel, who's your all-in quarterback? Come on, you're on the spot. You're late to the call. Um, yeah, listeners, we want to welcome Joel into the call here. He's uh, stopped watching yeah. the film or he's finished it. Or... So I reckon Joel yeah, well, the film, quarterback. Your and film? what yeah. were you watching? I was watching Weekend with Bernie's. Uh, anyone, have you seen he it? He pushed the title too. He didn't even get it right. Great we show. Like, there was no way I was stopping it. It's a um, great show. Charlene wouldn't have seen it. He's uncultured. Um, have you seen it? No, uh, no. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I'm not 45. Yeah, is this the first time watching a book? It is actually, yeah. Okay. I wasn't stopping. That's the, I've, I haven't watched it, but it's the one where the guy's like... Dead. Dead. Yeah, and they're trying to... Yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like they could have went longer. It had it had legs further to go. Charlene's on the wines too. There you go. Um, my all-in quarterback. Um, hello to all the listeners. It's great to be here. By the way, uh, who was who was your two? Just so I'm not repeating. Okay, yeah, Frank was Jalen Hurts. I think that's a fair shock horror. Yep, and then mine was James Winston. Jameis Winston. Yeah. It's worse when he says it with that smile on his face too. Like he's genuine. Yeah. What? In like a – is it like a three-quarterback league? No, two-quarterback league. Shut up. Okay. Um, well, anyway, my all-in quarterback will be the one and only Frank's boy, Russell Wilson. Oh, give me that. Yeah, going from the ancient Pete Carroll offense um, to this – high-powered Denver attack with uh, my man, Cortland Sutton, and another one of my dynasty boys, Jerry Judy. Um, Weapons, just as good. Um, Higher pace of play, uh, much higher pass over expectation. And we're forgetting, um, for the last uh, eight years, this man has been... Quarterback three, quarterback three, quarterback nine, quarterback one, quarterback nine, quarterback three, quarterback six. Um, had a bad season with an injury. Uh, and now everyone's just forgotten about him. Like he sucks. Well, he doesn't suck, but he's just like not top eight. Um, and it's ridiculous. He's in the best situation of his career. What's he what, doing? Where's he going? Oh, yeah. Go the quarterback at nine or something? Well, where was he in our quarterback rankings? Probably too low. Um, I imagine everyone is taking him around that Dak Prescott range. Um, and, yeah, give me um, Russell Wilson over that range. Yeah, he's, he's he going to quarterback nine, according to Fantasy Football Calculator. I just had a look there. He's going behind and- Matthew Stafford. That, like that has to be. That has to be. Is that fantasy football calculator? Yeah. Okay. Check the uh the sweats. What's he going on the uh the good old um underdog fantasy, fantasy the under- pros or fantasy pros that either of those. Yeah. For all the homeless, if if people are drafting Matthew Stafford over Russell Wilson, just slap him. Slap them. Yeah. Where where are you seeing that, Frank? That's, 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 that's the public. 
He won the Super Bowl, so everyone's like, everyone's around it. Seems a bit silly. Yeah, we were just talking about how they won the Super Bowl. Odell's a Super Bowl champion. It's cool. Yeah, quarterback nine on um, Fantasy Pros, uh, just below Tom Brady, below Joe Burrow. I'll take him over Burrow. Um, In the same tier as Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts, and you sort of, I would, you know, not to say I would take him over those guys, but he's getting drafted well below them, and they are definitely in the same tier for mine. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. I really like Russell Wilson this year, not to be too much of a homer. Um, I reckon we can get straight into our running bikes. Um, Charlene, do you want to start us off? Or, Joel, you want to go back to back? You go back to back? Not really. Oh, he doesn't want to. I'll go. Um, Look, my running back (laughs) all-in player for fantasy football this year is another Denver Bronco. We love the Broncos here. no. It is Javante Williams. Um, I wish I went first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also went with Javante Williams. Um, I want to go you can, both, you can both have him. We don't need to scramble here. We can just be like, we really like Javante. It's like, Joel, back each other up, help each other out. Because I agree. I really like Javante as well. Help each other out. That can be our motto. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. They're very loving um, people. You, you, you can uh, do I'll it, Otto. Quickly tell everyone how good this guy is. Um, look, as a rookie in a 50-50 split with Melvin Gordon in a bottom-tier offense last year, he finished as the running back 17. Um, news out of camp is just kind of like Travis Etienne news. It's just positive. Positive, positive. We don't know what Melvin Gordon's going to get. We don't know if it's going to be a 55-45 split, 75-35 split or whatever, or 25. I don't know. I I can't do math. But all we know is everything we heard is he's getting majority of the work. Um, We've also heard Melvin Gordon, there was like a rumor he was going to get cut. Um, He's only on a one-year deal. He's only there to to give um, Javante Williams a spell and like who doesn't want a good backup running back? I don't care what anyone says that anyone tells me Melvin Gordon's not going to be that involved. Um, he he caught 50, uh, 43 catches on um, 53 targets last year. That's only going to go up. It's, it's a more high-powered offense. It's going to be a top 10 offense in the league at least. Um, he only scored four rushing touchdowns last year. Like, does everyone here agree it's, it's going to go – way up over four rushing touchdowns with Russell Wilson there. Um, uh, Cortland Sutton's going to fall on the one. Judy's going to fall on the one. Who's going to be there? It's not going to be Melvin Gordon. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to happen heaps, Joel. You're going to be shattered. (laughs) (laughs) Melvin Gordon fumbles on the goal line. Haven't we all, you know, that's common. Exactly. Exactly. And um, look, uh, just to say what his ADP is he's gone as the 20th pick and underdog 20 uh 21st uh for the fantasy football calculator so he's actually the the home leagues actually know what's going on he's getting drafted around Saquon Fournette and Zeke 
He's also getting drafted about uh, around like Pitts, Josh Allen, Tyreek area. I want him over all six of those players. Um, he's just going to – it's not going to be his huge breakout season. He's not going to be the the number one guy there because Melvin Gordon's still there. He's still going to cap a lot of his upside, but he's going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait to see him. He's a special talent. He's a different kind of running back. This is the kind of running back you want to have on your team. Um, and to get him in, you know, back of the, the second round, um, if he drops to the early third, I, I doubt it. But if he does, like – that's that's a steal. I don't I don't care. That's it, you know, he's he's one Melvin Gordon injury array from being like a top five pick. So draft Javante Williams. Go go he's back. Also, he's also really good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we great, don't have to great analysis, No, nah, well, you know, sometimes we drum up these running backs that just aren't that good. Uh, just like they're going to be pure workload, you know, get there by volume. I don't even think Javante has to like get there by volume. No. And I think we're all underestimating how much the volume could be. I see this closer to a 70, 30 split than a 50, 50 split. Uh, obviously we get Nathaniel Hackett um, used to be the OC at the Packers for the last three years. We know how well Aaron Jones performed. Um, under Nathaniel Hackett, and I see no difference to – I see no reason why Javante can perform to that level. I think he's a much better runner um, and also has the ability to catch passes as well. Um believe he was uh, – where did Javante finish last year, guys? Uh, Anyone know off the top of their head? I believe Charlotte running said running back 17. Yeah. Yeah. And how's he going to finish any? How's he finishing any worse than that? Obviously, we have to draft him to be better than that. But um, you know, we're getting a top fifteen back easily, potential to be top five. Um, you know, he's oh, he's going to get the third down work. He's going to split first and second down work on a much better team than last year with a real quarterback. Uh, running lanes are going to be open everywhere, talented. He's just going to be really good. I see no reason to draft him any later than the second round. If you can get him in the second round, sign me up. Yes, just sir. want to put it out there as well. Broncos offensive line, sneaky good. Like they, It's finally like at least league average. Like it's taken years, yeah. but they got there. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give the listeners less of a cop-out answer. I'm not going to give, tell you guys to draft a second-round running back. That is can just I, one um, hanging fruit. He's in the second round in? for a reason, Charlie. What did you say? Was what, what did Joel say? Can I, like, add so – can me and Charlie do another tag team? Oh, yeah, all right. Can. All right. Well, do you want me to let, let you in yeah, on – Yeah, let Frank go first. And I'll all in back. All right. You're going to love this, Joel, right? Now, pay attention. Classes in session. Um, we have running back for the Miami Dolphins, Chase Edmonds. Now, I know it sounds gross, but let me run you through this, all right, team? So, Chase Edmonds is going off the board as the running back 35 in drafts. He's also going off the board in the – let me have a look what round it is because you've got to scroll all the way down. You've got to go pretty far. He's going at the back end of the seventh round. He's going around guys like, you know, I want to 
guys like James Robinson, who I'm not even sure is going to be healthy. Melvin Gordon is a backup. Devin Singletary just lost all the passing down work plus some of that um, first and second down work. He's going around guys like Dawson Knox, Dallas Goddard, who are going to be, you know, fringe tight end ones. Why take a guy like that when you can take Chase Edmonds, who has genuine potential to, you know, round out the season as a top 20 back if he can stay healthy? So I want to bring up the fact that last year he finished with, as the running back 34 with only 12 games. If he plays all 17 games, he probably finishes inside the top 25, just like he did when he finishes the top as the 25th running back in 2020 with the Cardinals. And that was him only scoring one rushing touchdown. And then last year, he scored two rushing touchdowns. He's consistently a five yards a carry runner. And he's obviously exceptional in the passing game. You've got guys in Miami, like you've got Raheem Mostert and who was the other guy? Sony Michelle, who they're not even sure Sony Michelle is going to make the team. I really don't care if they take the work in between the 20s and they get first and second down work. Chase Edmonds is going to be the guy that they're going to use on third down. They're a team that clearly wants to spread the ball around. They want to get their you know, receivers and running backs out wide, spread the defenders out. They don't want to have everyone close in um, the box and close to the line of scrimmage. They want to make it difficult for defenses. And I think that's just going to give Chase Edmonds so many opportunities to line up against linebackers that just can't go with him. He's going to be able to get open. He's going to be able to have open running lanes as well. Just the way this offense is set up under their new coach. Um, I think he's just an incredible value in drafts. I think you've got to get in, especially if you go zero running back um, through the you know the early rounds and you pick up an elite tight end or elite quarterback and you need to supplement that position later on in drafts. You can get him there. I think he's going to be someone that's going to give you weekly consistency. He's not going to be a detriment to your team. Sometimes when you take late running backs, you might be caught in a pickle where you end up having to play a guy that you've got to hope that you know he takes his 15 carries for you know, 50 yards and a touchdown or you're getting nothing else because they don't catch balls. Yeah, I think Chase Edmonds is going to give you a baseline of, you know, three catches and 30 yards. It's going to give you like four and a half points straight off the bat before he's even gotten a carry. And then if this offense is any better than it has been for the last year, which if training camp to tell you anything and, you know, Tyreek Hill being in town and Jalen Waddle being there, you know, the public wants to tell us this offense is going to be improved. And if that's going to be true, Chase Edmonds is going to be a beneficiary for that. They paid him like four, five million dollars for the next two years um, to be the guy. He's not just going to be, you know, the backup to Raheem Mostert and Sony Michelle who are getting paid peanuts when he's on the big dollars. Give me Chase Edmonds in the seventh round. Yeah, big man. I have no disagreements. I don't mind Chase Edmonds. Uh, I don't love him. I think he's boring, but good for him. Good for him. I don't know what the the Dolphins' offense going to be like either. I I also don't like their O line, but the value is is definitely there. Like he's going to finish way up, a lot higher than running back thirty six. Like that's ridiculous. It's probably stupid guys going around to me as well. Like you said, um, ADP looks magical. Do you have any disagreements, Joel? Sorry, I was on a bit of mute there. Um, nah, but like I, a lot of buzz around Chase Edmonds. Like, and I think he's actually good. Um, like, remember that game? I think it was against like the Giants like two years ago uh, where he just got like all the work in the one game and scored like 30 points and he was like the RB1 on the week. Yeah, he's um, I feel like he gets the work. He's like a, he's yeah, a five, like he's a career like five yards a carry. Like he's twenty nineteen, 
on 60, don't get me wrong, on 60 carries. He's five a carry. Then he's 4.6 on 97 carries. And he's 5.1 on 116 last year. Like, maybe he's just good. Yeah, he is. It might be one of those ones where, like, he's good on low volume and then, like, gets more volume and the efficiency just drops. Like, I can see that happening. But, like, you know, I would, I'm at ADP. Nothing wrong with taking a chance on him. He got paid the most money out of all those running backs they signed. Um, and yeah, come gets the um, the nerdy looking guy who's the coach from the Niners. What's his name? <laughs> oh, the Dolphins new head coach. Yeah, the little nerdy guy with the glasses and the beard. What's his name, Frank? Oh, mate, I don't remember. He's a little nerdy guy with glasses, like Dolphins. That's how I know. He, yeah, he looks like he looks like he knows football. He doesn't look like a guy who doesn't know football. Yeah, but his running game is awesome. That's true. So I'm all about him. And you know, I think Tua sucks, so they'll probably have to run the ball more than people want. Um and yeah, I, I have nothing wrong with Chase Edmonds. He'd be a bit of a popular he's he's sort of like pop sneaky popular, even though his ADP is still really low. That's true. Like he's a trendy, sneaky pick that I think nobody hates, but you know, that's I highly respected Frank. I don't, I don't hate it. I have yeah. no Chase Edmonds. Like who had Dylan Lawrence? Chase Edmonds. Yes, Dylan Lawrence. I don't even know how. I was looking at yeah. it. I don't know how he, he got Chase. He traded a second and a third, so he paid a decent price. He paid a yeah. second and a third for Chase yeah. Edmonds. Yeah. That's interesting. Crazy. No picks. Kind of pricey. All right, Joel. Do you have another running back, or do you want to move on to the wide receiver position? Do you want to want to another one? No, we'll, one that me and Charlie am, and I know he likes him. Um, I, I haven't discussed it with him. Right, but Travis Etienne. Do we, do we want to talk? Who'd you say? It's Travis Etienne, isn't it? No, nah, it's AJ Dillon. Ooh, uh, yes. Yeah. I'm talking some AJ Dillon, of course. Yeah, like. So I just was looking it up. His ADP, uh, 52 on the fantasy pros. Uh, it's obviously a lot lower on like sleeper and everything. Um, the fantasy pros have him going around Josh Jacobs, uh, Antonio Gibson, Damian Harris, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, slightly below, or slightly in front of below them is Frank's boy, Chase Edmonds. Um, and I think AJ Dillon is clearly much better than all of those players. Um, Green Bay are going to have to run the ball a lot more without Devontae Adams. Uh, and all their pass weapons are really unproven. Um, obviously, they have um, the two rookies coming in, Romeo Dubs, the man. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank's boy, Christian Watson, who apparently isn't as good as Romeo Darbs and stuff. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, and apparently they're not even starting because they got week one, um, the Lizard King, Sammy Watkins. He'll pop off for three touchdowns and then won't be seen again. Play him on DraftKings. Um, but, yeah, back to AJ Dillon in the running game. Um, last year, he got much more of a 50-50 split. And I see no reason why that, wouldn't continue to go further in A.J. Dillon's favour. Um, and 
the volume is going to be even higher because they have to run the ball more. Still yes. going to be elite offense because they have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get 50-50 goal line work. He may not get 50-50 on third down with the receptions. He still had almost, I think it was 35 catches last year. Um, and obviously you have the potential where if anything does happen to Aaron Jones, um, you've got a top 10 back quite comfortably. So at, you know, that pick 50 range, um, I love AJ Dillon there. Charlene, go on. Yeah, just want to um, just uh, hop on top of that 50-50 train. When he, um, when he had over 30% of the snaps, he averaged – over 10 points a game like i know it's a bit skewed because he had he had a couple like three of those games without um aj uh aj without aaron jones um but i think he's definitely going to get a lot more of the snap percentage uh, it's going to be it's going to be way over 30 100 um he's going to get you know north of eight carries a game and like aaron Rodgers dumps it off like i know everyone talks about how many catches um you know, Aaron Jones is going to have, but like you just said, he's, he had a sneaky 35 catches last year. It's only going to get higher this year and he's going to get more of the goal line work as well. Like you saw at the end of the season, um, that they were heavily relying on AJ Dillon on the goal line. When they do beat up on teams, like they're up big, he finishes the game off. They want to keep Aaron Jones fresh. Like that's their, that's one of their main pieces. He he's not he's not the most you know healthy running back at all. He's always missed at least a couple of games. Like everyone talks about Dalvin Cook, how he always misses. Like Aaron Jones is the exact same. And in those games, like you're gonna get three at least three of those. Like um, I don't think I'm being making too big of a statement saying he's gonna miss at least three games. Um, he's. He's going to go off. He's going to be a top 10 back. And he gets Detroit twice. He gets Chicago twice. Like, it's awesome. Like, that's who you want. Once once Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets up big, he just – they're just going to hand the ball off because it's going to be defense and run game. And it's, it's exciting. I, I don't think it's going to be – you know, he doesn't have the upside of, like, um, who we're talking about, like, Javante. Like, but I think they're very similar in the same aspects. I think they're, like, almost just as good. Um, it's just, uh, he's just not the number one guy there. It's the only difference. So he finishes the RB 22 last year in half PPR. That's awesome. Getting drafted at that exact same position at running back 22 on fantasy pros. How does it get any worse this year compared to last year? Doesn't. Aaron Jones would have to not get injured. Um, and AJ Dillon would have to miss games. Even if Aaron Jones doesn't get injured, plays a full 17, I still think AJ Dillon finishes above that running back 22 mark. He's got 187 carries last year. That goes up. He'll probably get his sneaky, you know, 30 catches again. He scored five rushing, two receiving touchdowns last year. I think that has to go up if Green Bay are going to be a good offense, which we all believe they will be. He's essentially the second best weapon on the team. Um, like Aaron Jones being one. And I think AJ Dillon is the second best weapon on the team. I don't really trust Alan Lazard. Uh, he may be good. He may not be. I think we all know AJ Dillon's good. They took him in the second round running back uh, last, no, not last year, the year before comes into year three. I just think it's, you know, a really good option at running back, especially if you go, 
heavy wide receiver tight end at the start of your draft. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I just want to finish off to say um, he has huge quads. Like, like they're bigger than Saquon's. Like, that's just... Hey, hey. No, no, no. I won't have that. No, no more boy Saquon. Huge. No. Cut it out. Huge. Right. How about we get stuck into our wide receivers? Who wants to... Do you want to kick us off, Joel, or Shalim, or me? If you want to bully me into it, I'm happy to. No, you go. All right, all right. Well, this is a guy I've actually mentioned on the show um, probably a number of times now, someone that I find myself drafting a bunch in redraft leagues and all the mocks that I've been doing, um, and that is Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb. I'm honestly not fussed about the draft cost. I know that he's going at the, you know, the beginning to the middle of the second round, and frankly, I don't even care. He's going off the board as the wide receiver seven. I've got him as my wide receiver three. Clearly, I'm going to see that as a value, and I'm going to be taking CD Lamb everywhere I can. But I just think it's so obvious. I just think that Amari Cooper's out of town. They didn't replace Amari Cooper's a huge, you know, twenty plus percent target share. They replaced him with a what a fifth round pick in Jalen Tolbert, and then they re-signed um, Dalton Schultz. Like that's not what where are all these targets going to go. I think they're going to go to Tony, Tony a little bit to Tony Pollard. You're going to go a little bit to Zeke in the, in, out of the backfield. And the rest of them are going to go. The rest of them are going to go to um, C.D. Lamb. So he's going to be probably up there with Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs, the most targeted wide receivers in the NFL. And then he's also a really, really good wide receiver. Someone that they use all over the all over the field. They use him in the spot. They use him out wide. He can beat man coverage. He can beat zone coverage. And he makes plays after the catch as well. He's just a complete package. And there's a reason why he was taken in the first round. I think uh, I wasn't the only one um, sort of questioning the Dallas Cowboys' decision to take CD in the first round when they did um, in his draft class. And I thought, why would they do that? They've got Michael Gallup. They've got Amari Cooper. They don't really need a wide receiver. But I think uh, these first two years, we've seen him be a difference maker. And I think he is a difference maker at the position. Um, he's going to take that lead, finishes a wide receiver 22 um, as a rookie, wide receiver 19 as a sophomore. I think it's going to be his third year breakout. Um, absolutely primed. Dak Prescott's an elite quarterback. Um, you know, good offensive coordinator. There are no red flags when it comes to CeeDee Lamb, and yet you're still getting him, you know, behind guys like, you know, a Devontae Adams, like a Stefan Diggs, who I think, you know, aren't going to be, you know, as heavily targeted. I think those offenses have other weapons. And I think, you know, Jamar Chase. In Cincinnati, they've got other weapons. They've got other ways to win. Where I don't think the Cowboys have got any other way to win. I think C.D. Lamb's got to have double-digit touchdown. He's got to go for 1,300 yards for them to be, you know, the team that they want to be. And I think that's going to happen. So uh, give me all the C.D. Lamb stocks. Yeah, no. I have nothing to disagree on. I'm, I'm really excited for C.D. Lamb this year. Really poised for his breakout. I don't see the... Um, the upside as high as you do, like you got him over my boy Jamar, which is uh, I think is a bit too far. I don't think he has a, the same upside Jamar does. Um, I've really got to see it first. I really got to see him as the clear cut one. Um, I'm excited to see it, see how he goes. I want his consistency to be a bit bit higher. If if that all you know comes together, like he's he's gonna be he's gonna be awesome. I don't. Um, his potential is is huge, and um, I don't disagree with you on on being the all in guy. 
I just uh I'm just a little bit scared of the upside. That's about it. What about you, Joel? Um, yeah, the only reason he won't pop off if this is if he can't handle um the top coverage, um, the top defender in coverage. Use your eyes, um, Joel. So I, I don't know, like he, he drops it a lot. He does. You know? But you know, he's I, I think he is good. I'm not gonna hate on him. Um I Frank, where would you would you draft him in the first round? No, I wouldn't draft him in the first round. I would if, high, if I'm at the back I'm at the back of the first round, I'm gonna take the back end running back. So I'm gonna take Joe Mix. Well look, I'm looking at the ADP now, Dalvin Cook at the one oh eight. Um, Joe Mixon, 110, Nick Chubb, 112, DeAndre Swift, um, 112 as well. I take those running backs ahead of him. Uh, probably think about Alvin Kamara now, given that he hasn't been suspended just yet. And then, but right after that, it's, you know, I'd take Senior Lamb ahead of Stefan Diggs um, at the beginning of the second round. Yeah. The only reason I can see him sucking is if it's like a Juju Smith Schuster thing where AB leaves, all the targets open up. And he's just not that good. But if that's not the case and he is good, he's going to get like 150 targets. Um, but you, you think the touchdowns have to go up. Um, and yeah, he's just going to be a really good, consistent target volume, especially while Michael Gallup's out. They really don't have much else. And, like, we know Jalen Tolbert, you know, was meant to be, like, a thing, but, like, hasn't really been doing much in camp. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't really scare me if I was, you know, concerned about him taking some targets away. It's really only CeeDee Lamb um, and Dalton Schultz with the running backs. Like, that's it. That That is the Dallas Cowboys offense. Yeah, it's either a CeeDee Lamb top five wide receiver or Ezekiel Elliott top ten running back. Pick your poison, Joel. Tony Pollard exists. <laughs> I mean, that's the way for this offense to go up and up is to have him touch the ball a lot, lot more. He's the man. Well, there you go. You know who is the man, and it's going to lead into my all-in wide receiver. Yeah. And he is a man. He's a man's man receiver, a big man. He was the wide receiver 12 in half PPR last year, and it's Mike Williams. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this man. Have we, have we, he rocks have we up to the call late, and he just takes both of your boys shot. Oh, he's taking all right, Joe, we're double team. We're, we're, double team. We're double team. Go, go for it. Come on. Because you guys know that I'm the Keenan Allen guy, and I think that uh, Mike Williams can't tie his shoelaces to convince me. Well, you, even you, if he you, is. You keep going, Joe. Even, even if it is still Keenan Allen, it's not like they can't coexist, Frank. Um, Mike Williams, when he pops off, he just pops off. Like, dude has multi-touchdown, 100-yard games, wins you the week by himself. And with Justin Herbert at quarterback, I see no reason why he can't continue to do it. Like the Justin Herbert, Mike Williams stack in DraftKings literally was like printing money last year. Um, He goes off the board, according to Fantasy Pros, um, just behind T. Higgins, Mike Pittman, DJ Moore. Then it goes Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell. I think he's clearly 
better than all those players with oh he may not be better but he has the best quarterback he has way higher touchdown upside um can pop off as i said for multi touchdown 200 uh, to multi touchdown 100 yard games that just simply win weeks i don't see that for any of the other guys um you know he's going to score double digit touchdowns herbert you know could realistically push 45 50 touchdowns with that um, stack division high powered offense they go for it on fourth down they love passing the ball over expectation um yeah i don't really set it. <laughs> obviously injury is the concern but if you actually look at it the past four seasons he's played 15 16 15 and 16 games he doesn't actually get injured a lot <laughs> Like, it's kind of like one of those, it's a, it's a myth. Like, it doesn't happen. Um, yeah, give me all the Mike Williams. I think he finishes at, you know, where he finished last year or better than that. Um, yeah, wide receiver 15 is a bit of a steal. Shall I am? Yeah, no, nah, that's a huge steal. Um, like, he's done it before. He's, he finished as a top 12 wide receiver in uh, last year. Um it's, Jay Herbo is just going to get better. Um, uh, I predict Jay Herbo is going to have an MP- MVP season. I think he's going to win the MVP. Um, not only that, like their their offense is better. They're in a better division, or they're in the best division, like ever. So they're going to be in heaps of shootouts. The the kind of target to catch ratio was it was kind of a big gap. I I see it closing a little bit. He had like one hundred twenty nine targets compared to 76 catches like that's not amazing um just to know that the target shares there's huge like how many targets did keenan allen have last year like is it are they far off in regards to like targets or like is oh, it let, let me have a look for you charlene let's, let's see what you're thinking yeah I, I, I had a look he had 157 all right yeah, uh, there's a difference all right there is a big difference still no, there's a big, there, there's still a big difference. It's just the depth of targets huge. Like, um, uh, Mike, Mike said, Mike catches like every catch like ten yards, and then Keenan catches every five yards. Like, it's it's pretty much. What would you rather? Would you rather have a more consistent wide receiver? Or would you rather have a guy that wins you a week and a guy that maybe lose you a week, depending on how your team is structured? But the thing is, your team can be structured to fit Mike Williams because he's going so late in drafts. Like in underdog, he's going a bit higher. He's going like in the third round. He's going at pick 30. Um, but, you know, in your home leagues, you're looking about 40, like pick 43. Like Joel said, the wide receivers going around him, they're not very – like I, I do agree, like the upside for Mike Williams is way higher. Um, he only had nine touchdowns last year. I know – when you say only, like that's kind of ridiculous because it is. Like Mike Williams has the potential to have 15 touchdowns. If he came out at the end of the season, he had 15, wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that it's it's definitely in the range of outcomes. Like North, even more than 15. Like I like I don't think it's a, a huge, you know, assumption to make. Like if I said to someone, oh, I think Mike Williams is gonna have 17 touchdowns, like people aren't gonna be like, what? <laughs> Why would you think that? Because it's Mike Williams. Like the guy is gonna be like, like they they added who they add as a tight end this year was um the Seattle one um what's his name what's his name Gerald exactly. Everett Gerald Everett they added Gerald Everett 
He's nothing. They don't have a tight end. They have Parnham Jr. or whatever. He's the tight end. He's the red zone threat. He's the guy that scores majority of the points. He's the downfield threat. Um, so, like, it's it's all up, up for Mike Williams. Um, he's going to be, like, a, ve- a very volatile player. I just see him as, like... Um, the guy that's going to score 40 or the guy that's going to score five. But when he scores 40, he's going to win you the week and it's going to be, it's going to be massive. Like that's what, that's what he does. And like Joel said, like people think that he, he, he is injury plagued, but I think it's just because every time he goes up for the boy lands like an idiot, like he can't, he doesn't know how to fall from the sky, which is fair enough when you're like six foot 500, and you're going up for a ball. I don't know. I don't know how else you can land. You can't land like, like nicely. So, um, I'm very excited to see it. I'm very excited to see all the shootouts he's going to be like against the Broncos, against the the Chiefs, against the Raiders even. And I'm and none of their secondary scare me either. Like the Broncos has got a tough secondary, but the other two, then uh, they're not going to be much of a, a mismatch for him. I think it's just wheels up. If if Jay Herbo scores fifty touchdowns, like Mike Williams going to have, he's going to have like fifteen of them at least, and that's why that's why I think he's the wide receiver one there. I don't think I, I think if Frank wants to make a bet with me, I'm happy to take it because I think he's gonna he, that's gonna happen. That's why I'm putting my name all over Mike Williams. I'm so excited to see see it. He just got a new contract. He had to get paid. They didn't want to let him go. Like it's wheels up, wheels up for Mike. Will made it. They didn't do anything to improve the situation at pass catcher at all. Like mm. it's just going to be the exact same. And if we think the Chargers are going to be, you know, just as good, if not better, with this new stack division that they have to continue to score points against, how does Mike Williams, you know, get worse than he was last year with, you know, second year under this new same offensive system, um, another year under the belt for Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, another year older. Frank, what do you think Keenan Allen's line for receiving yards is on Sportsbet? Look, I, I feel like he wouldn't bring it up unless it was really high, like maybe eleven hundred and fifty. You're not even like it's a thousand on the dot. A thousand? What? A thousand? One thousand point five? You can't have enough money on that. How much? How much is the overs? A thousand. That is the line. One thousand point five. So what? What's the odds a do- if you think a dollar eighty-seven? Each of two, like if you want to bet the unders, you want to bet the overs, it's the exact same. Wow, crazy! Yeah, it's it's not. I think it's relatively low, but like it says, it says what it says. Like maybe it says, you know, Vegas might be out on Keenan Allen, Frank, and Vegas, you know, they don't, they don't lose money. Just going to put it out there. People don't bet the unders. Well, I can't find a line for Mike Williams, but if you look up um, most regular season receiving yards, Mike Williams is paying less than um, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, 26 to 1. Keenan Allen, 34 to 1. Yeah, that's crazy. I can get around the argument that Mike Will's going to score double-digit touchdowns and that'll propel him, um, you know, into a top, 12 wide receiver. I can get around that narrative. I can't get around the fact that he's going to have more yardage or more catches than Keenan Allen. But 
you know, the more yardage is getting told on the betting companies, Frank. It's what they think. And it's what me and Charlene think. And you can't seem to get your head around it. No, absolutely not. I say go empty empty your account onto that $1.87 over a 1,000 yards. Gee, I'll think about it. Um, How about... Just looking at it. Yeah, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. What do you think CD Lamb is? It's it's probably not enough. If you you probably want to bring it up. I don't know. 1150 again. Yeah. No, it's it's 1200 on the Dockers. That's a lot. Like, I think he's going to have that, but yeah, you're not getting much uh, spice. Anyway, are we are we doing another one of those tag team ones? You got a name to another name to bring up, Charlie M, or are we moving on? Um, I can do a quick one, really quickly, because I really like this player. Um, All right, fire away, no. Sorry, fire away. All right. Well, um, uh, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna let me let me quickly change it. I'm gonna. I was gonna say another Denver Bronco, but I don't. I don't want to anymore because we already got two. Courtland he wants Sutton. to do Cortland Sutton. I was going to do Cortland Sutton. Um, let's go with another wide receiver that we both like. Um, ooh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I really, I, I really like Cortland Sutton. I really like Cortland. Yeah, well, let's do Colin Sutton. We love Denver. Colin right, well, Sutton's on my dynasty we're, team. We're very high um, on the Denver Broncos. Uh, we are, us three. We love the Denver Broncos offense. Um, I think the number one is going to be Colin Sutton, so we, we're going to disagree with Frank here again. Um, I just think that uh, even though Tim Patrick's going to be out, um, you know, that just helps Jerry Judy and, you know, the the range of outcomes for Russell Wilson to have two top 15s is definitely, it's definitely up there. I th- I definitely think if they both finish in the top 15, no one will be surprised, but I think the higher one will hundred percent be Colton Sutton. I think he's a, he's a gimme for a top 15 fancy wide receiver. Um, I think it just comes back to kind of the same arguments I say about Mike Williams is uh, the touchdown upside. He's always been, a, a you know, a red zone threat. Um, Russell Wilson loves passing it in the red zone. He he's always been top five in the league and in, in uh, red zone touchdowns, red zone you know passing efficiency. Um, it was top three even uh, last year was top five, which is ridiculous because he had probably one of his uh, if not worst seasons in, in, for his career. Um, you know. Uh, he's same thing for DK Metcalf's like same argument. He's not the, you know, big body type of wide receiver that DK Metcalf is, but I think people can make an argument. He's probably a better, he's well, better route runner. Um, his 50, 50 balls can't be, I don't think they're too, too, too off in regards to how they both play. And, you know, with, with jump balls, I think that uh, Colin Sutton is going to be in, shootouts just like mike williams and i think his touchdown upside is the, the thing that i think is uh going to propel him to be a top 15 receiver this year they're going in the same range as well um i don't think he's going to be as volatile as mike williams i think mike williams going to be like you know he's going to drop 40 and i don't think Colton Sutton can you know put up those kind of numbers but i think they're going to come in a more consistent basis this is the you know Colton Sutton has been 
a great player with terrible QBs. It's just like the Allen Robinson, Robinson situation. He's going to finally get a good QB. And in the past, when a good wide receiver gets a fucking good QB, you know, they, they're awesome. And I think it's going to happen for Cortland Sutton. Um, I just haven't seen it from Jerry Judy yet. I know it's not his fault, uh, but I think he's going to be the one. I think he's got, it's, it's going to be a 1A, 1B, uh, but I think that Cortland Sutton's going to score the majority of the points. Um, what do you, what do you think, Joe? Well, here's one for you. Cortland Sutton touchdowns, receiving touchdowns, the line, what do you think? Eight and a half. Yeah, it's going to be too high. Like, I don't know. I mean, you probably have like 12, but uh, let's say the line's eight. Yeah. By the sound of it, you two are getting your wallets out. Over five and a half receiving touchdowns, $1.87. What? On sports bet? On tab. This so That's crazy. You might have three in one game. Well, that's just what I'm looking at. Sutton wow. over five point five receiving touchdowns, a dollar eighty-seven. That's awesome. I know it's it's not bad, is it? Receiving line is also nine hundred and twenty-five. Oh wow! Awesome. Uh, but yeah. back to back to the non-betting side of it. Um, I think you get the second year off the ACL, and you get the big jump. Cooper Cup got the big jump second year off the ACL. Um, obviously he was, you know, coming into last preseason, there was a lot of like negativity about Colin Sutton. Like he was, you know, in training camp, sort of had that weird sort of limp going on. You could tell he didn't really trust the ACL yet. Um, and you get coming into the next year off the ACL, his confidence is going to be high. He was inconsistent last year. But he's still, you know, he's watching the games, like I had called on Sunday Dynasty, he's still got a lot of, like, those valuable end zone targets. But just with the instant inconsistent quarterback play, couldn't come down with them um, as frequently as I think he will be able to with Russell Wilson under the helm. Um, and, yeah, as mentioned before, like, he's never had a good quarterback. Um, and the season before he did that ACL, he obviously popped off with that, um, I believe it was nine touchdown season with, um, yeah, no, it was six touchdowns with 1,100 yards in his second season, then does the ACL, comes out last year, um, obviously had the horrible quarterback play, um, first year off the ACL. I think this year it's just a really obvious pop-off spot. Um, and, yeah, obviously has the Bible narrative too with Russell Wilson. They both love Jesus, so... That helps yeah. score fantasy yeah. points after I will lock it. They go to church um, together. Yeah, they're basically they're the best buds, just like Russell Wilson and um, Tyler Lockett. That's why DK Metcalf struggled last year. Um, obviously, some of his antics um, don't line up with Russell Wilson's antics. Nope. But um, yeah, five and a half touchdowns. Gee, it's low, isn't it? No, yeah, that's I'm so be, uh, I might be asked to do some research on tab. These these Australian uh, bookmakers don't know what they're talking about. There's probably some value to be um, had there, so I might actually have. Yeah. A I don't think it matter who the one a or the one is. I think well, they can both have six touchdowns, like surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not too worried. It's the second year off the ACL for me. It's why I don't want to trade him. I just think he could really pop off. <laughs> All right. 
How about we get well, quickly stuck into our tight ends? Not as glamorous a position, but still important for your fantasy team. I'm going to start us off with someone that is going high in drafts. They're going as the tight end three off the board, uh, going into their second season. Um, hyped up as the best tight end prospect of all time. It's none other than Kyle Pitts, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I don't really care that they added uh, Drake London. I don't really care that Marcus Mariota's under center. I've seen Marcus Mariota drag Delaney Walker's 35-year-old ass to being a top three, top five tight end. And he has got less talent um, in his body than Kyle Pitts has in his left pinky toe. Um, give me all the Kyle Pitts you can possibly get at the beginning of the third round. I think he's someone that we could see finish the end of the year with 1,400 yards. Like, he could be one of the top receivers in the entire NFL, not just as a wide receiver. I think, um, you know, just as a tight end, you know, there's no one else they can throw the ball to. Um, we saw him just, I believe the game was yesterday. He had a 50-yard catch. Like, he was just awesome. They can't cover him. Um, I think he's just supremely talented. And Marcus Mariota is not going to have any other option but throw the ball to him. The defense stinks. They're going to be in, you know, good game scripts for fantasy points for Kyle Pitt. And last year as a rookie, he had 110 targets. He came in with 68 receptions. And that just shows you how poor the targets were coming from Matt Ryan. It can't get much worse than that at an NFL level. We're talking about conversions of targets to receptions for a player as talented as him. He had 1,000 yards and finished as the tight end six in PPR leagues. And I know it's been very highly documented and very obvious, but I just want to bring everyone's attention to the fact that he had one touchdown. One. He had 1,000 yards, 110 targets, and one touchdown. He's going at 15 yards a catch. Like, that's a huge number, especially for a tight end. Um, makes moves after the catch, can high point the ball. He's big, he's strong, he's tall, he does it all. Give me Kyle Pitts. He's going to be a top three tight end. Lock it in obviously has top one upside. Like, he could finish. He could just be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead just because the opportunity's there. Yeah, can't wait for Andrew to hear that one. Um, yeah, well, fun. Andrew's an idiot, and he's not here anymore. He's over in another time zone. He'll probably find out about this in, like, three days' time. Are they, like, three days behind or something in the States? <laughs> they are very behind over there. Not just uh, with the days. So, Frank, you're happy taking him in the third round? Yeah, yeah I, I would. I, so we, I took him in a mock draft of ours a couple of weeks ago. Okay. No, that's all. That's, you know, all I have to say. I was watching that uh, preseason game against those jumbo jets. <laughs> Gee, opposite Source Gardner. I don't know if that was their starters, but, boy, they need another cornerback. Source looked good. He was locking up Brian Edwards. That uh, he didn't look like it. Is but, my um, God. Yeah, Charlene loves the hot sauce. He won me a lot of money, and I, I that's my new guy right there. If there's anyone on the Jets I love so much, it's Sauce. That's my guy. I'd hate to get off topic, but love those Jets. G. Garrett Wilson looks good. <laughs> Doesn't he? He does. He just catches everything. They throw it to I mean, he was playing with the second stringers, but, gee, he just stood out. You know, you can just tell he was better than everyone else. You yeah, love to like- see it's like when Devontae Smith played with the seconds um, last preseason. You just tell they're different. Yeah. Um, it'll lead me on to my all-in tight end. And I've been talking about him a lot um, for those listeners that um, have been listening. The listeners have been listening. That's good content. Um, but it's Cole Komet. 
Um, and I am one of those players in fantasy who hates tight ends. I think they're boring. Um, Cole Komet, probably boring. But, you know, he just is going to get there with volume. Um, he is going to get 100 targets, which is a lot for tight ends. Um, to close the season last year with Justin Fields, um, 11 targets, 7 targets, 5 targets, 9 targets, 5 targets, 5 targets, 5 targets. Um, he was seeing all the snaps. Um, Jimmy Graham leaves. Alan Robinson leaves. There's a lot of targets to go around. I don't think Cole Komet sucks. Like, I think he, you know, he's okay. The only reason he's like going so late in drafts is because last year he scored zero touchdowns. Just couldn't find the end zone. Um, I'll take the over on 0.5 receiving touchdowns this year for Cole Komet. If you give him like, let's say he has five touchdowns, not a high number, not a low number, just an average number of touchdowns. He's going to improve drastically. And these like 6.9 games, 6.8 games, they, they turn into like 12 point games. That's good for a tight end that you can take in the 11th or 12th round. That's usable where you don't have to use like third round draft capital, even fourth or fifth round draft capital. You can like not be, you know, destroyed at the tight end spot and you have the flexibility to bolster up your wide receiver, bolster up your round, turn those six. What was that? Um, was I saying, did I say you turn those like six-point games into like 12-point games? Yeah, we heard that part. Um, Literally right after that. I think all I have to say is draft Cole Komet. Did I say you won't get destroyed at tight end and you can win at other positions? That's what you were saying. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you take Cole Komet, bolster up your running back, your quarterback, your tight end positions, you won't get destroyed by Cole Komet at tight end. He can compete. Um, and, yeah, it's just important not to waste draft capital in those middle rounds. Take Cole Komet late. Volume your way into a top 10 tight end and you'll be fine. Cole Komet, get around him. Get around right. him, Liam. Who's your get around all him. in tight end? We love Cole Kmart. This is a pro Cole Kmart podcast. Yeah, we're also a pro um, David Ninjoku podcast. Um, that's my all in guy. I'm just like Joel. And uh, I don't like drafting tight ends early. I, this is probably the only year where I like it, where I like drafting Mark Andrews in the back of the second. Um, but apart from that, like, if you're going to take George Kittle in the fifth, like, I'm not going to hate you for it. But, like, drafting, like, Zach Ertz or something in the eighth, like, I just think it's a waste of a pick. Like, they're going to be good, but, like, I don't think it's, like, compared to – drafting someone right at the end of your draft where you can take a wide receiver and take a shot on, you know, someone that's got uh, a pathway to uh, being a wide receiver one, running back one or two. Um, it's way bigger than, you know, taking a 
top five or top like five to eight tight end. Like those guys are they're, they're nothing. So taking someone like um David Njoku at the end of the drafts, I think is a big pick. I know Deshaun Watson is going to be missing eleven games. I don't think that matters. I think if anything, that just helps him a little bit. Uh, only reason being is uh Jacoby Beef Brisket. Every single time he has led an offense, his tight ends led the team in targets and receptions. This is with the Colts. Um, and then on top of that, on top of that, with a run heavy um uh offense. Cleveland over the last two years have been a top three in the league in target share for for tight ends. It's been like Harrison Bryant and uh, the other the other guy I forgot his name. He's off to Tennessee. Um, he had a career year last year. It, it was mostly off one game, but I think that you can see that the talent's there. It's always been there, and for a lot of tight ends, it does take them this much time to. Um, develop and then make a you know point in their career where they do break out. Um, tight ends do take a while, and I think this is what's happened with David Njoku. Um, he got a fat new contract. I think he's going to be the vocal vocal point of the passing offense. I know they have Amari Cooper there, but I can't see someone like Jacoby really like helping out Amari Cooper. I see him really leaning on the tight end. I think Amari Cooper is still going to be good. I think he's going to be all right. Um, but I just can't see, you know, Jacoby more relying on someone like Amari Cooper, who in the past doesn't, isn't very healthy for um, any of his, you know, full seasons in his career. Um, so I definitely think David Njoku is going to be a really big part of the offense. And, I think at the end of the year, towards the end of the year, if Ninjoku is, for whatever reason, not doing well, um, I think if he is on waiver wire, you pick him up in like week eight or something. I don't know if he'll be there, but if you if you do, he's got a huge Q, QB, you know, upgrade awaiting him. Um, the run game's just going to cater to the tight end passing game, and it's the same coaching staff as the last year. They love the tight ends. I know it was Baker last year, Baker the year before, but I think it's just going to help out. I think he's, you know, even if Amari is the number one, he's the straight up number one. I don't see another person. Like it's, I think he's the number two. I, I can't make an argument for anything else. Like uh, if someone wants to come to me and say, David Bell's going to be the number two, um, I really, really disagree with that. Um, so he's going in like the range of like Sammy Watkins and Eno Benjamin at the end of drafts. Like I'm not taking a shot on those guys. I'm I'm taking a sh- my tight end here. I'm taking someone like David Njoku. If I don't get someone like K. Colmart, K. Colmart, Cole Kmart. Um, and yeah, so that's my all-in guy for tight end. Went with K. Colmart. Yeah, K. Colmart. I like that nickname, K. Colmar. Um, but yeah, do you, what do you guys think of my my David Njoku pick? I, he I got the bag it. too. Exactly. Yeah, touchdown so is huge, especially at the end, like the last six games of the season. Like I can't. I'm very excited to see see what happens there. Yeah, I think we all agree Njoku, like first former first round talent. I don't think the dude is bad. I think he's finally going to get the opportunity to, you know, consistently start, consistently see the field. 
um, get more targets, even though the offense is going to be very run heavy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't often, it's not, it's not a safe pick at tight end, but it's a very high upside pick. And I think that's kind of what you want to shoot for at the end of your draft. Um, you know, we, he basically is, we, I don't, I don't know about Frank. I think Frank's more of an early tight end guy, but Joel and Charlie, big Irv Smith, Cole Kmart, um, David and Joku kind of guys. And that is that. That's the range of tight ends that I want to be in on. I think they they may not win you your draft, but they're not going to lose it, and they keep you competitive enough where you can not get destroyed and just yeah keep up a tight end and win at the other positions, which are much easier to win at. I think if you don't get you know top two like Travis Kelce or Mark Andrews, like I think a huge like uh, positive for your team and a huge advantage is getting like a Dawson Knox from last year or a Mark Andrews from um, like, I, I, I remember I didn't, I didn't draft a tight end at all when Mark Andrews had his uh, breakout season in his sophomore year. And I, I was top four in the league for it because it's just, it's huge. You don't take him where you don't have to waste a pick in the earlier rounds on guys that are just going to be okay. Like, you know, taking a guy at the end of the draft who has the upside to finish as a top five, it's way more valuable, uh, more valuable because the payoff is way bigger. So that's why I'm always a late tight end guy. It doesn't always work, but I don't think the, the risk is, I think it's very minimal. Best fantasy season I have was when I picked up Darren Waller. That first season when he was like coming off the um, drinking problems and all that, and he yeah. was just he was the number one for the Raiders. It was you know the best season I ever had. Yeah, and the like, you know, awesome. Get around. Yeah, that was a big year. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, before we do finish up, I do just want to quickly mention if uh, Joel, do you have your phone next to you at all? Yeah. Why? Uh, is there a notification from Sleeper on there? Um, the last one I got was the waiver claims have been processed. Well, maybe can do you want to just go into the app and have a look to see if you've got anything uh, extra in there? Like what? I don't know. You have to tell me. Here we go. Frank, you're offering me awful trades. He is too. Jerry Judy for... Christian Watson, who sucks. Tyquan Thornton, who's injured. And Isaiah Pacheco, who can't hit a hole. Not even a first. Yeah, I'll decline. Thanks. All right, that's all. (laughs) That's actually, that's all I had to ask. That's all I had to say. So I'd maybe spice up the podcast with it. Maybe you'd think about it or something like that, but clearly not. No, seriously, though, I I want, you know how much I want Colin Sutton. I just literally can't get him, and it sucks. Like, I really want to. I really want. You have no draft picks, and all your team's old. So unless you're parting ways with one of those young running backs, I don't care. He doesn't even have young running backs. You talking about? Why does everyone say that? He has Travis and AJ Dillon. I don't understand. I literally have like two up and coming running backs. Like they're gonna be awesome. AJ Dillon, twenty five years old. Huh? Old man, AJ Dillon. He is twenty four. And how old is Etienne? I don't know, 
Exactly. He's like older than so when, Swift. when Derek and Dalvin die, they're, they're the they're the ones who take over. It's awesome. I got replenished wealth. Heaps of draft picks to replenish those losses. Yeah. Well, I won't be bad till 2025 anyway, so I'm looking good. All right, whatever you say, Charlene. Um, if you guys don't have anything to add, I'll, uh, I'm happy to wrap up the pod here. I want to thank the listeners for uh, tuning in. Make sure you follow the pod on the Twitters at the FB Addicts. Make sure you follow the pod on Instagram at the Fantasy Addicts as well. Um, thank you, Charlene, for joining me. Thank you, Joel. Even though you came in late and you were watching Weekend at Burnings, it's always been a pleasure to uh, have you on the show. And uh, thanks for dropping some wisdom. Have a lovely night, guys. It's always a privilege to be on.